very slowly. Ruvalcaba. Don't move the L to the next section. I get a lot of Ruvalcabas. It's Ruvalcaba. Ruvalcaba. Mm-hmm. That's a fun last name. Literally just sound it out. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Literally just, uh, <laughs> we're going to spend, uh, wait, I'm not quite <laughs> done yet. Ruvalcaba. 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 In, in Spanish, you emphasize the first syllable. So you say Ruvalcaba. 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 There you go. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, how did you meet your, your um, husband? College. Wait, are we starting the show? Are we yeah, starting whatever. the show? Oh, oh, real? Who cares? Oh, yes. <laughs> Why are people always, yes, we are starting the show. Okay. Do you want to do an intro before you ask me that? <laughs> No, I like it when you just start talking. It makes it so much easier. Okay. And then Gomer should add an intro at the very uh, beginning saying who we, who we have on the show so that people uh, people are, you know, aware of that, but he never does. Eh, whatever. All right, fine. Luke, here's your dang intro that you wanted so badly. Jared. Welcome to Catching Foxes. Today, the boys interview Mrs. Ruby, our favorite Twitch creator. We go through topics like, what the heck is Twitch? How did she get in the game in the first place? And how cool is it that she started a nonprofit that gives money directly to people in need through Twitch? Awesome. And then, of course, we pull a Catching Foxes and make it all about us. But until then, enjoy her stuff. It's great. Mrs. Ruby. Okay, go, Luke. I'll stop interrupting you, my baby boy. Well, I just wanted to know how she met her husband. Uh, I met him in college. We were in a Spanish class together, and he... How li- appropriate. Well, he lied through his little teeth, because my husband's Mexican. He's, you know, you know, dark skin, dark hair. Last name is Ruvalcaba. And uh, and he was like, hey, if you need help with Spanish, I can totally tutor you. And I was like, great. And then I realized I speak Spanish better than he does, which was garbage. Good work. <laughs> Good he work, my friend. That- Spanish. High five to your husband. Smooth. Yeah. So there was that. He'll tell you this whole story about how he ran into me in a class that I wasn't in, but I was just like sitting outside and he's like, hey, you're in my Spanish class. And I was like, "Uh, who are you? Because my husband's hot. And I thought he was making fun of me. Like, why is a hot dude talking to me? You can go now. So I just was like, all right, I guess we're in (laughs) class together. (laughs) Bye. No, no, no. This is where you stop, please. I've seen how this ends. I've seen can't what's a film where it's like the cool guy likes likes the girl then she um, takes off her glasses she's and all that she, is yeah. that with Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, it sure is. And yeah. Blink One Eighty Two and Seth Green, it's great. I think I was literally wearing a T-shirt that says "I Heart Nerds," and I was like, "Oh, jeez, come on." <laughs> This is very off-brand for me. I would appreciate if you would stop. Right. Could you yeah. – you, it looks like you know how to do the sports ball, and I don't. So just keep walking, buddy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, do you ever feel like there is an animosity that it, that exists, maybe a, a carryover from middle school or high school, between jocks and nerds like that still exists in your heart? Um, when I was in high school, I had a very strange reputation that I never understood where, um, regularly the, the, I played basketball my freshman year. And so like the, the, the basketball players would sometimes talk to me and they would, they would ask like, Hey, are you, are you into girls? And I'm like, no, not into girls. And they're like, are are you Mormon? And I was like, what exact vibe am I putting off that makes both of those things possible? (laughs) I have a lot of questions. Are you into sister wives? (laughs) I just, I'm just curious. here is huge lesbian or straight up mormon very confused <laughs> like i don't understand yeah. where the crossover is in those two items uh are you are you devoutly religious <laughs> or perhaps the opposite i don't know 
Did you ever, and you ever found uh, an answer to those questions or no? I stopped. They never... I stopped asking. My husband's friends, when I first met them in college, um, he told me af- afterwards, he was like, they all wanted to know if you were like intensely feminist. And I was like, I don't know what that means. So I'm very <laughs> unclear what sort of vibe I'm putting out. Well, you don't have RBF, so I don't, I don't get it either, you know? You have a very yeah. You don't you don't seem like you're filled with rage. Not usually. Isn't it weird how like some dudes get confused? And I I I have done this myself in the past during my during. uh, This is a thing that you do when when you know like um you are in college or you're like early or you're like early like twenties. A girl who um has confidence or just isn't as like when she is um, when she comes across as being very much her um, own person. It's confusing, or it seems almost um, unique. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it is unique. I'm just I'm saying that like the like isn't it weird how like dudes will have that perspective? Yeah, they definitely. I don't know. They, I I have no idea where that comes from. So I, I don't think I'm like a terribly confident person. I just I just say <laughs> words and exist in the world. But I have terrible posture. So like if the Jordan Peterson <laughs> shoulders back thing is real, I'm not putting that out. You don't practice your power poses before you would go to uh, Spanish class. No, not in general. Actually, I just tried to avoid him for the, like the three weeks after that. But like when I was in college, <laughs> I I had this problem where. I, I rarely went to class because I was awful at being in college. And then, I, um, <laughs> amen, sister. Woo-hoo. Um, and then like on the last day when everybody was doing their presentations or when it was like the last week of school and everybody had to stand up and like defend something, I would look around the room and be like, was that kid always in here? I've never seen that kid a day in my life. I didn't know who anybody was. I knew the people directly next to me and that was it. <laughs> my very last year. Uh, my last <laughs> semester, which if you really um, know my history, it is shameful that I did this. I had this, I'm a Shakespeare class that I kind of stopped going to. <laughs> as as is right and, and proper. And at the very, well, I really, I, I, I kind of regret it because I really um, love Shakespeare, but I was like, nah, I'm good. Um, and I had to write this paper and I was a little bit um, nervous and I was like, man, I, and so I just wrote my own thoughts on Hamlet. It's, it's like, it's all I did. I just wrote what my thoughts on Hamlet were. And I got a B plus. Good job. And I remember being like, there's no way I deserve a B plus. Either this, I'm a professor, is just like exceedingly, like he feels sorry for me, which is what the finance office did to help me graduate. Aww. <laughs> They're like, oh, here's, like <laughs> here's some scholarship. Please go. <laughs> just just get out just just yeah. stop seriously because i was like five i was like i was like five thousand dollars short and I, and I was like i don't know what i'm gonna do i've like maxed out the amount of student loans i can get and all this stuff and he goes ah we'll just give you some scholarship and i was like okay i think it's because i had like lived off campus for so long i could apply as a local ah excellent <laughs> i'd become the townie i'd always feared <laughs> Luke, the broken man's way to pay for college. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It was very much. I was like, oh, this is very sad, but also kind of, but also kind of appropriate. So um, we're here with Katie. Give me a second, please, while I pull up her last name. Katie Ruvalakaba. <laughs> was that, that Ruvalakaba? Is, is that close? Ruval. Ruvalkaba. Ruval, oh, Gomer, don't act like you knew. <laughs> just sound it out, man. Don't freak yeah. out. Don't look at the letters in, a, in advance. Just just read the one right Rule in front Kaba. of you. Rule Valkaba. Um, 
Uh, so I wanted to, uh, we're, like, I you... feel like you've had to say that to a lot of people. It's fine. <laughs> this is why my screen name is Ruby, because it scares people. People see all the letters, and they're like, I don't, I can't, I'm just, no. So you're like a famous Twitch person. <laughs> I'm so, I have so many questions. Um, one, how dare you? Uh, no, no, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, can you like so? Like, what do you do? Can you just like tell all all of the kids what you do? Um, and all the kids being my auntie, what is Twitch and what do you do on it? Uh, yeah, so Twitch is a is a live streaming platform. So like when people are super old, what I usually tell them is like it's like YouTube, except everything is live, um, and then there's like a chat that can talk back to you. Um, yes, it's mostly nice, known for nice. video games. So most people who are on Twitch play video games, but there is a growing uh, group of people who do other cool stuff. Um, and I stream in food and drink. I do a cooking show, which is, I mean, it's ostensibly a cooking show, but in reality, it's like me hanging out in my kitchen, making something while the chat um, tries to sabotage me and or talks to me and my kids run in and like steal food. And, and, and it's basically like hanging out in the kitchen of anybody in the world while they're making dinner, but then dinner takes four hours to make and everybody's eating dinner at 945. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so, that's, that's, uh, that's normal. That's totally normal. That's what it's like in my house. Yep. It's, I, I get very strong, like, podcast vibes with that. Like, that's a thing that if we had to cook, would happen with us. Like, kids are eating at uh, 1030 because uh, daddy, like, daddy and Uncle Gomer got a little drunk. And, um, you know, so here we are. A little rum for the cake, a little rum for the baker. A little rum for the cake, a lot more rum for the baker. I have drank whole bottles of wine while podcasting. Let me be very clear. I would Um, have never guessed that. That is a complete (laughs) shock to me. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, So, oh. Apparently, she's going to be unmean to me the whole time, according to this message on Instagram. No, I said, I feel like I have the right to razz you now. Like, yes, okay. Why? Uh, that's that. And I'm not saying that you're wrong or that you shouldn't. I'm just, I am, I'm just wondering. I basically established that right very early on in all friendships, so that like you know, <laughs> just that way they know like right out the gate. You know, is she is she actually mad at me? No, no, no she's just like that. Like, oh, okay. Is she actually mad at me, or is she a freshman basketball player? I can't tell the difference. <laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe man. she's a Jehovah's Witness. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She's, she's either mad or like she's just really into the Book of Mormon. I don't know. She's like <laughs> either mad or she has self self assurance. I'm very confused. <laughs> Here's um, the thing: I offered yeah. her Jaeger and she didn't want it, and I don't get what that means. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "I." That sounds do. like Luke trying to date. <laughs> it tastes like <laughs> awful. Don't give that to anyone. <laughs> Oh uh, no! Listen, at Steubenville, there was a culture of you, you would never buy a girl a a drink because everyone thought you were trying to get in her pants. So, uh, I mean, like sh- all you could do was like say hi to a girl, and that was like the only way you were able to try to interact Whoa, with her. Luke, what? Luke, no, what? sir, you are yes. way underselling. You could go on a rosary walk. You could have an incredibly <laughs> intense theological conversation about the theology of the Bible. Wait, no, that was to get in her face. You could, you know what? No, you're right. Luke. Okay, never mind. Withdrawn. Yeah. Thank you. Withdrawn. Thank you. No, so um, I apologize. I, again, Kathy Fox says would would I'd like to apologize to the following groups: Mormons, <laughs> freshmen, <laughs> anyone who's ever played basketball, <laughs> women golfers, Malaysia. No, one of the questions I how did how did you find your way to Twitch? What what led you there? Like a siren song? Why not like YouTube Live? Why not you know any? Why not Periscope? That's a question I ask myself every day. Why not Periscope? I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, Twitter's failed attempt at live video. I I remember that now that you mention it. Um, so my husband was watching this uh, Fortnite stream on on Twitch, and it was it was kind of fun because there there was like the hosts were like super fun. They would one guy would play, and the other guy would commentate, and then in, and interact with the chat, and they would give away a lot of stuff, which was super fun. Like everybody in the chat was always rooting for each other to win something. And what I noticed was that it was less about whatever it was that you were watching, and more about the community, which was cool um, and a lot of fun. Yeah. But um. I never had any intention of ever streaming anything ever. And then one day my husband was like, I think you'd be good at this. I'm going to make you a Twitch account. And so like he set up this whole thing and, um, and tried to make me play Fortnite. And if you've ever seen me play Fortnite, I've sometimes played with my friend John, who's like a professional Fortnite type guy. He's not professionally works for the church, but you know what I John, mean? John Blevins. Yeah. John, John Blevins. Blevins. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, he, we were going to do a whole video game thing. And I just couldn't bring myself to renew Xbox Live. I kept trying to tell him I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's I'm awful. so terrible. I'm yeah. so bad at it. Um, I, that was his uh, when he was doing for- Faith and Fortnites. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that with him once. And so anybody who's seen that knows that I'm dreadful at Fortnite. And so basically it was just me running around being like, don't kill me. I'm a mother of four. Um, <laughs> and, and then like scolding people if they did shoot at me. Like, How dare you, sir? Like, I am a 33-year-old woman at the time. Um, and and it was terrible. But then, like, I looked around Twitch and noticed that there were people doing cooking. And I was like, well, I can actually – I mean, I can kind of do it. I'm not a good cook, but I can do it. So uh, I just turned on my phone and set it on my counter and started streaming through my phone. And somebody came in and was like, hey, you're good at this. Get a better camera. And they gave me a donation oh, wow. to pay for a camera. And I was like, oh, you can actually do this, huh? This is a th- and so I just kind of thought to myself, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a real effort at this. I'm gonna really try and see what I can do. So I I used all of the savings that I had to buy a computer and and which I later eventually destroyed with a cup of coffee. But I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> if you Google me, you'll find the story. But anyway, oh yikes, that's great. Linked in the show notes. Thanks. Well, for and that. like, so I found mm-hmm. your um, your. Twitch account. I don't, I don't, do, I, do you call it an account or your like your page or your Twitch? Like, what's the? Okay, I found your channel um, because you became a fan of the podcast, and I don't know why. And I would be curious, be curious up to know why. And I and then I saw you saying that you were like on Twitch. I was like, wait, what the hell? And I was trying to understand like what that was. And I saw that there was that John guy, and the John guy's got like a brother who's like a big dude who I've never heard of that apparently everyone loves. And uh, ninja. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. And so I was just like, okay, I don't get this. But you were, I saw that you were going on live. I was like, you know what? I like, I, I'm curious to know um, what this is. And so then like I went and I was, and like you had said, like, it's the most positive place on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not possible. And then the more, <laughs> and I like kind of like went, I, so I, I mean, I basically was like, I watched I mean, your stuff for a bit. And then I watched this one, a soccer guy who I love, uh, his name like Jimmy Conrad and he, and he, and he does stuff um on there and it, like and if you want to know anything about the u.s like soccer fandom uh very negative very very negative and like they like hate themselves it's very very weird and um it was like not that at all and i was like oh my gosh katie's right everyone's really like how how has the internet found a place where people aren't terrible to each other well, some of them are. Some of them are absolutely atrocious. Like, not all of Twitch is perfect. It's like any other website, right? But, um, but it, if the streamer is positive, if the streamer like 
you know, tells people not to be negative, if you, if you kind of cultivate that sort of environment, then people sort of follow suit. So like John's church community is super, is super positive. My community is extremely positive. There's some of the, you guys did a, an episode the other day about, or not the other day, good gracious, it was 700 years ago. Corona tide, man. Um, but you guys were talking about like millennials and their giving abilities and how much they suck. And I was like, I have mm-hmm. never had that experience on Twitch. Like whenever we do a fundraiser for, um, we have a, we have a nonprofit called the good egg fund. Whenever we do anything for that, they are like right there and they, they just, they're so generous. It's insane. So, um, I just, I just have a completely different community. It's pretty amazing. That is awesome. And, and one of the, one of the things that I found out was, when, when people start talking in broad terms about millennials, I started seeing this when I was doing research into, like, millennials in the workforce, right? Because we are right now, there are more millennials working than baby boomers. And baby boomers were the previous largest, you know, generation of, of people in the workforce. And it's funny how there are, it's like AB, right? There is, like, light and dark, such contrasting estimates. Like, giving to traditional institutional type things you're right. Is like or Luke's right. Is like way down for millennials compared to baby boomers. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you look at things like this, things like GoFundMe, things like um, you know different different things like that, even Kickstarter, all of that is built on the five and ten dollar donations of millennials to these things. So I, I can just imagine that Twitch, you see like an instant value for your money. Like I like this person, I give to this person. Yeah. I think of every one of our Patreon supporters. You know, like. They give because they want to see this keep going, mm-hmm. and and so do yeah. we, obviously, yeah, desperate, desperately. Yeah. Please desperately. give me that sweet, sweet money. I, I only I only joined your Patreon because I wanted the sticker. So your stickers are incredible. I have I have great stickers. Did you make them? Um, I have a I have an artist who drew them for me, and then I just do them through Sticker Mule. I just send them my uh, my artwork. Um, yeah. So those are my emotes when you when you become a subscriber on Twitch. Like sort of like if you were a patron, um, you pay five dollars a month to be a subscriber on Twitch, and then you get emotes, and those are like the little pictures that you can put into the chat whenever things. Are, so I had a bunch of them drawn by a really amazing girl who lives in the Netherlands, um, and they're super cute and fun, and and yeah. so that's like your immediate gratification on Twitch. That's cool. Yeah. So like, are you? So how long have you had a channel for? Uh, coming up on two years. This will be my second year. Um, oh, in so October. Two years? Wow. So you're still like I thought you were doing it way longer than that. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I think I just assumed because no. I'm an ass. Well, you know, I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you did. Um, <laughs> can I say it now? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. well, you can say yes. all the words you want. Repeatedly. Excellent. Um, yeah, uh, I started it just you know very recently, but kind of you know Twitch food and drink specifically was almost non-existent four years ago. There's only just like two or three people who are doing it, and it's gotten. I think somebody somebody told me that they, it has grown by forty percent since Corona died, because people just like they don't get to hang out with their friends anymore. So sitting there in a yeah. kitchen is like as close as you can get to being at somebody's house. You know, in Japan there are whole channels, whole websites, and all this stuff dedicated to. Uh, like webcam dinner time, mm-hmm. mukbang. So it's it's, and they literally eat dinner virtually with like these models, and they pay you know hundreds of dollars to just sit there because it makes them feel like they're not alone for you know for thirty minutes or an hour or whatever. And it's funny because it's not funny. I mean that's sad, but um, there is this element where like I, I can't tell you how many people say to me like I feel like we're good friends. 
And those are the people who end up joining Patreon. And I think of the people who comment often on Patreon. I think of them as friends. Yeah, I absolutely as, as, do. As friends. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. We had, a, we had a, a patron who had to cut her donation down. And I just said, you know, I immediately reached out to her when I got the email. It's like, hey, how's it going? And she's like, hey, you know, they cut my hours at work because of the whole stupid coronavirus. Hopefully we can get back. But I, I'm still a patron. I just – nothing you guys did. I'm in it for the long haul. And I'm like, no, no. I just want to make sure that they're doing okay. You know, like I really do value those people. And it's funny how, like, you get to learn their personalities and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mm-hmm. love it. I really do. Uh, like, so uh, can uh, you just talk a bit about, like, what is the Good Egg Fund? Yeah, it's our it's our 501c3 that we started last year. It's our nonprofit. Um, basically – Last year, um, in 2019, we gave away a lot of money. Like, um, we, like somebody in our chat told us that, um, he was about to lose his ability to see his kid because he had been laid off or he had been laid off and he had a job that he was about to start in a week or two, but he wasn't going to be able to pay his child support that month. Um, and because he didn't pay his child support, he'll, he would lose his, uh, visitation and, he was like, so he had asked for prayers. He's like, can, can we pray? And my channel's not, it's a, it's a secular, like we don't, we're not, it's not openly Catholic or anything like that. But, um, I mean, I'm Catholic and they all know this, but it's not, um, like we're not proselytizing or anything, but he, he knew that I would pray for him. So he asked, and so I just kind of put it out to the community and I was like, Hey guys, you know, this, we, somebody in the community, one of our eggs, uh, so we call them the good eggs, um, needs some help with this. It's going to be $400. If you guys don't mind, you know, uh, whatever donations I get tonight, I'm going to give to this person. And within, it was less than an hour. They had given the $400 necessary for this dude to pay his child support, um, which I gave to him immediately as soon as we were off stream. That's beautiful. Um, That's yeah. great. And just a bunch of different things like that happened. There was a lady in my community who was, she'd wrote, written a blog post about how her husband has type one diabetes and like how their insurance is working and, 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 you know, the way that they're constantly in debt and having to, to spend money. And, um, her, most of the people in the blog community where I live responded with a lot of political comments, right? Like I'm going to vote for somebody that's going to help you. Or I, this, this, it was a very political basically was what everybody was yeah. saying. And I just told her like, Hey, I have this community. They're really awesome. I'm going to give up donations for Lent. Um, can I make you my beneficiary? So whatever I get donated during the whole of Lent, I'll give to you. Um, and I was like, what amount of money would help? And she was like, well, it costs $1,600 or yeah, $1,600 every time he has to go to the eye doctor. Cause I guess type one diabetes affects your eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, um, I was like, okay, I'll see what I can do. And put that in, uh, we put that out to the chat and they got it done. Um, so they, the, that family came onto my Twitch stream and we handed them the money and played around with them. And it was super, super fun. Um, and it was just to me, like, I, I hate that that's the response from most people, especially, um, people who think of politics first instead of people first, you know, they'll, they'll first answer like, Oh, I'm going to vote for something. And, and why was this Twitch community who's never met this family? Their first response was, Oh yes, let's actually help. So, um, so yeah, we we did that last or last year, and uh, my accountant this year was like, "Hey, you should not do that unless you put it through uh, a, a, a nonprofit because I paid the taxes on all of that money." Um, so I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." So we set up a um, a website for the whole thing. We kind of like formalized the process instead of having somebody just come to me and ask. You can actually go to goodeggfund.org and say, "I'd like to do this project to make my community better. I'd like to um, do some other stuff." So like the, uh, the most recent one we did. A guy who's a firefighter in Atlanta um, asked us for money to buy a propane stove um, and like like a cooktop and the and the um, what are those things called like the gas chain not gas chamber um, 
canister <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's different. Yeah. That's different. Um, just like, make sure that he's not German. <clears throat> um, just like all the crap that you need to be able to do a pancake breakfast out in the open. And he's like, there's a homeless community that hangs out under this bridge. I got all the permits. Can you pay for all of the stuff so that we can sit under the bridge and make pancakes for these people and sit and talk to them and let them know that they're loved? I was like, crap, yes, I can. So we gave them the money to do that. Like, that's the whole thing. The the fund gives grants for people to make the world better. Uh, it's- so that's, awesome. that's fantastic. And it's not it, it reminds me of like the the story of the CFRs where they were talking and they said essentially when they started when Father Bennett Rochelle and Andrew Apostoli started uh the CFRs, they were inspired by a non Franciscan, namely Mother Teresa. And their thing was, you know, as Franciscans we're known for our poverty, but we've over the eight hundred years we built these incredible institutions that do a lot of good, but they they're removed as individual Franciscans from actually working with the poor. Mm-hmm. And so there within the, the whatever founding documents of the CFRs, it's never leave contact with the poor. So they move into the roughest neighborhoods and they have their witness and they individually ladle out soup in their soup kitchens and all of that stuff. They never, they're not behind a desk doing admin. And mm-hmm. I always thought that was powerful because the, there is this element where philanthropy has destroyed charity in a certain way where it's like, you know, it used to be like I give to be a part of a mission, right? Mm-hmm. I, w- I want the least amount of overhead possible because I want to see work being done. Like when I think of like what Luke does with the Glen Mary Home Missioners, right? These are people in no priest land, right? Like they're out in the middle of nowhere. I think of churches that like our St. Vincent de Paul Society, there's no overhead other than a phone with a voicemail. Mm-hmm. And they go out and do ministry and give directly to people or pay their rent or whatever it might be. And when you start to see this, it's like the power of being personally connected or only one degree of separation. Like you are doing this thing. I trust you. I vetted you. I can give to you and you will go out and do the thing. Right. And I, I think that is so powerful. I really do. Yeah, I actually, the, the, reason, the reason we wanted to start it, I mean, in addition to all the accountancy stuff, but um, the reason I wanted to make it something like that was a thing you guys were talking about probably two years ago. I don't remember. It was forever ago. You guys were talking about some woman who felt it was her, like her mission to um, give food to the homeless. And I don't remember who it was that you, I don't remember like oh, all of the details, but you were Betty like. It's Betty Chin. Yeah. Yeah. It's Betty Chin. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to wait for there to be, and if you have a mission, go freaking do it, okay? You don't need to sit here and wait for somebody to start a charity. Just go do it. So I was like, yeah. okay, then I'll just go do it. Yeah, absolutely. Gomer yelled at so me. So really, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so really what we should say is we need to be on your documents for the Good Egg Foundation. Yeah, see what our Yikes. intentions have wrought. I mean, you can make the same salary I make, which is zero dollars and zero cents. Congratulations. I'll take it. <laughs> Done. Take it. It's less exhausting than church work. Yes. <laughs> what yes. are you talking about, Luke? I'm not in a cement <laughs> bunker right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> the church that built that basically built Europe now builds cement bunkers. And they're uh, so cute. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Enlightenment. Mm. Um no, but uh, I was going to ask you um, something else, but it's gone because you're just so unpositive and I feel bad. Uh, oh, 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 no. no here's... Bring it down. Take it down. So this really isn't like <laughs> a, this um, isn't a question. This is more this is more like of a compliment. And I think this is really cool. Oh, um, I hate these. What I think is interesting about like what you do is I love like you're kind of doing what I wish 
I'm like catching foxes was like, so we don't ever say we are a Catholic podcast. If you, if you look at all of our stuff, it doesn't say we are a Catholic podcast, but for all intents and purposes, we are a Catholic um, podcast. We're on all of the list for it. We're in the religious and these, and these, and the spirituality part of iTunes. Like we are known as being a um, Catholic um, podcast. And there are times when I don't um, like that because it, it, um, Anyways, I feel like it kind of like kind of like restricts what we can do or like what people expect. For example, we got this crazy a review. So we got a crazy message from an ex uh, from an ex like patron <laughs> that we can talk about greatest, later. Greatest oh review gosh. of all time. It was the it was oh read my gosh. It, yeah, read it, read it. All right. So this is what it's okay. Um, hopefully, <laughs> it's the best. Okay, uh, let me pull it up real quick. Um, pull, oh, I think I pull it up. He's got it framed on his desk. Don't even lie. <laughs> I actually, it's uh, okay. Here, so this guy stopped giving ten bucks a month, and this is why he told us. Not sorry, and this is why he told us, and this is what he told us as to why. Not feeling it, guys. The world is burning, and um, and um, sadly, you are now cucks. Taylor Marshall is right. Deep church is real. Deep state is real. Wake the fuck up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So And and did you wake the F up? <laughs> Just curious. Not yet. Oh, well. Not yet. Not yet. Still 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 kinda groggy. Um mm-hmm. it makes me wonder I, I was on Matt Frad's show talking about his upcoming um thirty days off of the internet and we were talking and he said um he said, We'll take some listener questions and they had some good questions. And then one of them was why doesn't Gomer and Luke like Taylor Marshall? And I said, listen, I, again, I, I'll say this. Like, I might agree with 90 to 95% of the stuff the guy says, but it's the way he says it. And he's like, what 90 to 95% do you agree with and what do you disagree with? I'm like, I'm a Thomist. I love Aristotle. I love all this stuff. I read mostly the same people that he reads and all this stuff. I said, but I don't believe that you should foster growth by fomenting negativity as if – I mean, like – like, in the 90s, we used to critique the Second Magisterium, those who are conservative, Thomistic people. And the Second Magisterium were liberal theologians in Catholic universities who mostly dissented from abortion and contraception and church teaching and were actively, you know, espousing these ideas. And we called them the Second Magisterium. Oh, here's this fake Magisterium that's judging the real Magisterium. Now it's just people with blogs and youtube channels and podcasts and i was like i don't want to be the second magisterium i'll criticize the bishops and priests i'll do that where i think it's appropriate me and luke hell we our bread and butter is the freaking summer <laughs> scandal that's, yeah 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 that's now the dun, 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 uh, probably dun, dun, the dun, dun, dun. sorry see you get it you know it i love i love it when people do that but the <laughs> this decade of decadence that is the church um this century of scandal uh this <laughs> this millennium of madness um oh my gosh this, but this uh, <laughs> Uncle Ted's paradise, <laughs> yeah, oh. this dispensation of despair. Uh, no, <laughs> no but the, the whole light. <laughs> oh, Gomer oh, missed a, a calling in marketing. I, I know, right? Yikes. Uh. Yeah. But no, it, the whole idea is like it is easy to criticize. It is easy to foment rebellion. That is easy. Destruction is always easy. If Star Wars has taught us anything, it is that it is easy to destroy the empire. It is difficult to build the republic. It is easy to crap on the church and church leaders. It's so easy to do that Mm -hmm. in the name of your version of the purified, flawless church. But that doesn't exist. It didn't exist when Jesus gave us the weeds and the wheat parable. Like, the kingdom will have both. 
Your heart has both. So I have no problem criticizing. I criticize sometimes way too much. But to foment rage as the thing is my fundamental problem. Mm -hmm. So uh, the fact that that guy wrote that literally a day later made the cockles of my heart get warm. (laughs) It just is the first and the last time anyone will ever accuse me and go more of being cucks. Um, (laughs) It it just – I had to explain to Aaron on what that was, and I was like, oh, this is just weird. Um, Luke, will you go Will you go on Mrs. Ruby's uh, Twitch channel and explain to everyone what a cuck is? That'd be <laughs> I can't. Really... I'm going to pop they, in while. They don't need <laughs> help with that. They already know. <laughs> while this meatloaf is roasting, let's talk about this. Excuse me. I'll take it from here. <laughs> well, like, one of the things that has literally been on Reddit for me before is somebody came in and, and like, made a comment to me. Um, people, are, people are rude to chicks on the internet because, I don't know, they weren't hugged enough as children or whatever but um they came in and something like asked me something about am I, do i ever do pornography and i was like first of all respect yourself more than that like you know give them the you know you're you're fearfully and wonderfully made you don't need to act that way and you know porn is disgusting let's not do that um and then my daughter turns around and goes what's pornography and i was like oh for pl- pity's sake like, <laughs> no, is, no. <laughs> what are we doing right now <laughs> but see yeah, what it, you've done internet People suck sometimes, but like, yeah, what you were saying with the, with the whole Taylor Marshall and you guys, I don't know who that is. And I've like recently, I envy you. I, I, well, I guess I don't follow the right people on Twitter and thank God for that because everybody seems mad sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know what happened. I made pizza yesterday, but, um, like <laughs> these, uh, I feel like there's this weird theme on internet Catholic internet-y type people or the Catholic Twitter-y type people where there's this goal to be a pseudo priest or pseudo um, cleric that you should know all of Aquinas and you should know all of these, like you should know the, the backwards and forwards of all of the ecumenical councils and, and whether or not you agree with them and all of these things. Whereas I'm over here, like just trying to be the proper laity. Like my job is to pray, be in mass, raise my children to understand who Jesus is, to celebrate the the feast days and, and love the saints and love the blessed mother. And like that, this is what I think is appropriate for my station in life. So if somebody feels that it's, there's something wrong with me for not being actively angry with some man I have never met in my life, then I'm sorry, but that's just not my role. I'm not, I'm not the bishops. I'm not a priest. I'm not a public Catholic, you know, speaker. I'm just a person. So calm down. And that's why I, that's why I love what you do is that you're not I w- I truly wish like you're doing what I wanted us to be and it's okay that we're not that we like, and we won't ever be that because we lean too much in just to our own experience as working in ministry and we just you know and all of that stuff right but but the point is like you're able just to do this on the thing and it's not your it's not your um, Catholicism that you know is for sale here. Yeah. It's just like you're just doing your thing, and I truly wish there were more people doing that because I think you're doing more good by just being yourself on a platform that you love and that you're good at, and um, it's not like – you don't have to worry about the whole hoax. Uh, it was like – The hack. Yes. The hack. Yeah, the yeah. Hack. yeah. Like you don't have to worry about that, and I think that's admirable and actually a really good thing. And – there's this weird thing in in the church where we want to be Catholic celebrities, and I would really like to see more people just doing normal stuff, but being passionately um Catholic. So like it just comes out because that's where you are. It's it's what it's really what um Balthasar I think what he's referring to when he talks about the um, theological uh, uh, um, 
aesthetic where like what you do comes out of your love for God as opposed to trying to do a thing for your love of God. Because like, does that make sense? Where it, it, it's actually coming, um, it's, um, it really um, comes from who, like who you are as opposed to this fake thing you're trying to make. Yeah. I mean, I've never read Balthazar, but I'll believe you. <laughs> uh, how dare you? Are you even problems. a Catholic? <laughs> oh. Everyone, get on Reddit and shame her. She has never read Bumbalthazar. She's not a Catholic. Uh, I've only mm. been Catholic for like three years, though. I'm a convert, so I get a break. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. You do get a break. You didn't know that? No. Uh, my mom likes to tease that I was always secretly Catholic, but um, but I just didn't get the opportunity because I was raised in a Protestant house. Um, but like it used to scare her when she would come to my house in college and she's like, why do you have, I, I have had a, um, like an Eastern icon of Mary in my house forever. Um, and she's like, why do you keep idols in your house? And I was like, it's the mother of Jesus, mom. Like, and like so, yeah. you don't, <laughs> I don't know, but like my four kids always used to freak people out too. They're like, I remember my past or my, uh, well, yeah, he was a pastor, um, at the church that we went to in Tucson where we used to live. It was a Presbyterian church. And when I got pregnant with my fourth kid, he was like, you know, that the Lord gave you something to prevent that. Right. And I was like, I feel like that's wrong. And I don't know why, because I've never been taught any of that stuff, but I don't want to ask you for advice anymore. And so I just kind of ignored oh, wow. that guy. Yeah. But that's what being yeah, Protestant is. You can ignore your master. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go down the street and start the exact same church as yours with one teaching very, very differently. Yeah. Sir, um, I yeah. came to this church because you have a cool-looking steeple. All right? Don't push it. <laughs> so that's how you know all the cool um, Christian rock bands of the 90s because there were very few Catholics at those things. So I'm always impressed when I meet in a, a – like another um, Catholic who does. And to this date, everyone that I know who is Catholic, who loves, um, who loves five iron still, they're all converts now. Oh yeah. I, I adore, I love, I love five iron frenzy so much. The best. The best. Like, I, I Shut literally up, recorded. You're just wrong. I, I know. I know. I recorded an episode of uh, another thing I do for our church called Beyond the Bulletin yesterday on the communion of saints. And I started by telling this famous story of, of Luke going to um, like you went on like a retreat or something and you like fell in love with Mary or whatever it was. And then Luke wrote in a five iron frenzy bulletin board like you guys should. Uh, no, not a know. bulletin board. It was it um, was a message board called frenzy board. It was a big deal. Go on, go on. Yes. And then all these people started attacking Luke for it. And I was trying, I, I could not remember the name Five Iron Frenzy. I kept saying Brave Saint Saturn. And I'm <laughs> like, damn, Luke is going to murder me off. if You're I. Not far off. Oh, true, true. There's the side band. Uh, but I was like, Luke is going to murder me because so I can't get this name, even though it's ska music. And ska music is stupid, and no one should ever ska like music it. music is not stupid. What is wrong? Ska is upbeat, fun. It's like, it's rock with horns. What is the problem with that? Literally, you already you already answered. Gomer hates anything that involves happiness and <laughs> enjoyment. I almost murdered you when you went off on the W's the other day. I was like, "Listen oh, here, oh yeah, thank you, Gomer. thank you. I let you go. You are the devil, and you devil. are bad. I am a songwriter, and I am bad. Quiet. Hey, let the just, guest speak. Just, let the I guest just, speak. Gomer, Gomer, what I want to know is like when you were in downtown Phoenix with a uh, group of seven to ten year old refugee children and poor people uh, doing Sunday school on their basketball court and that song came on and the children were delighted and wanted to sing and dance with you even though they'd never heard of Jesus but they were super into this song and you got this opportunity to spend time with them. What part of that made you hate the W's? Yes. Uh, the the, the yes. second oh, it part. It never happened. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> like that's my no, experience instead, with the W's. 
Instead, I went and served Cuban refugees when I was in high school, and we sang Living on a Prayer together like gentlemen, like warrior poets, <laughs> like kings. So you went no. to another – you had to go to another country to find somebody you couldn't find Calcutta in your own neighborhood? Let's talk about oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. You – yeah, you misunderstood me. No, the Cuban <laughs> refugees were granted uh, uh, refugee status here in the U.S., and my mom was in charge of the refugee resettlement program. And so me and my brother, every single Saturday morning, would spend time either collecting furniture and items for these people from our neighborhood in order to welcome them into our community. I'm sorry, what? I couldn't hear you over that apology through your tears. Oh, I no. I, I'm so impressed by you helping your mom out in her work. I had to uh, get a ride from somebody because my mom was at work. And uh, I went to my own church and we had to, we had to carpool down there. But that's okay. I've done yeah, it's a Protestant church. Anywho. <laughs> Looks like I just like the W's. I just really yeah. like it. Looks like I listen to a lot of albums. <laughs> you are the devil and the devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I know there are other songs. That's why I can, I can talk about the open-minded song, the one about the thing. Um, so wait, wait, what really, really quick, if we could just spend one minute on this, what other 90s Christian bands are you, were you, or are you a fan of? Uh, well, like all of the stuff that anybody that was from the night, like MXPX, which I don't even think they're Christian Approved. anymore, right? No. No. Uh, the lead guy isn't. I think the other two dudes are. Yeah. So there's that. Um, Reliant K was big. Um, Fair. Oddly, okay, th- this is not actually a Christian. I don't, let's not talk about it, but I really love the no. Aquabats. I'm sorry that I love the Aquabats. <laughs> no, oh, they're, no, they're, I great. Do love they're great. They're great. They're great. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I listen to an awful lot of Scott, but then like most of my Scott stuff um, kind of went off of the Christian rails as well. So like I really liked a band called RX Bandits. That, um, yep, very good. I don't think they do Scott anymore. I think they're hardcore now. But um, and uh, let's see, there's a band called Catch Twenty Two that I really liked a lot. Yes, approved. saw them um, in concert at the Nile. That was fun. I can't, I can't think anymore. Like if it was at the Warp Tour, I probably saw it. What was there's this one band Scott that I really got into. I, I didn't hear them till like. Because uh, I, I did a ska dive like four, four or five years ago, and they're called, uh, I think it's a Manifest Destiny or the Manifesto or something like that. Streetlight Manifesto. Yes, yes, that's yeah. it. They're so good. They are. They're so yeah. good. Um, yeah. Were you ever a were you, were you ever a Squad Five O fan? No. Don't oh, know that. sorry. That, that is a shame. They're they were they were like kind of like. Um, um, Operation Ivy, then did then did like a glam rock turn, then got more like like the Clash, but kept all all of their influences. So it was this weird like mix of just good stuff. Sorry. Anywho, is um, Gomer dead? Are you okay, Gomer? He doesn't know what to say because it's not. Oh, about I'm here. I'm just. <laughs> I'm, just I'm, I, I'm just writing down uh, tool lyrics and reciting them in my angelic tongue. Why not? Uh, no, I. I you know, Luke. Luke got me to like individual Five Iron Frenzy songs, I and I like the Mighty Mighty Boss tones. But it was like such a fascinating time in musical history because it was like like a three year window where that stuff was fun, mm-hmm. and it hit with like swing and ska, and then it all just went away, like rapcore new metal. It all just went away. But that's what replaced it, which is a shame because it was. I think ska is just so much fun. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not But wrong. I think it was a better decision. I think it was a better decision. What? Uh, a world of ska is, is a sad... A world of ska is like a positive timeline, 
but a fake positive one. No, because like, no, 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 no. Lyrically, like, listen to Five Iron Frenzy. Reese Roper freaking, like, he he dislikes himself so much. So much. It's so self-deprecating so with yeah. this happy beat in the background. And it's absolutely metaphorical of everybody's life where you're walking around trying to look happy. But on the inside, you're like, I am a garbage. If Jesus Christ is truth, then please just let me die. Like, come on now. Oh. Or I'm, the, this whole thing. It's amazing. He's amazing. It's amazing. This Ugh. is me applauding. I know that reference. I, I said it wrong. Man. I said it wrong. Able to talk if Jesus with Christ someone. is truth, then I am mostly lies. If Jesus Christ is love, then yeah. I have failed to try. If Jesus Christ is life, then please just let me die. Come on. Then please just let, let me, me die. die. Let, let this, this die. die. Yes. Oh, man. So I love good. that. Thank so you. So good. And, and – Almost every single 90s Christian band did that exact thing, and they let their faith in Jesus die. Reese Roper at State Street. Divine Mercy Belt Buckle. Reese, we need you. I will give you this. to come on the podcast. Oh, sorry. No, let me just say this. I agree. I love the lyrics. I got no problem with the lyrics except for the Ws. You are the devil and you are bad. Oh, is he? But the idea of... Like the ska music with the horns and the upbeat, it just, it just, it, 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 I can take it in small doses, but as a genre, it's bankrupt and hopeless, and there is no it's, joy to be found there. That's but Reese Roper is excellent, true. which is why I love Brave Saint Saturday. Wait, uh, and so are your parents married? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. This is like a thing that I find, because John, my friend, is, is really into like emo y type music as well. And I'm like, this is like a, a symptom of being a suburban child of married parents, I think, where like you just have to have this weird manufactured sadness. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. They are unhappily married. They're very unhappy. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> and they've okay. been that way for years. So oh, thank I kind of am in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right, all right. All right, then I'll allow it. <laughs> It's very horrible. It's very exhausting. <laughs> Sad. Um, I literally had a nightmare about it the other day. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, no. I didn't mean to. I would edit that well, out. Yeah, you edit ripped open the wound. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm gonna oh, go no. listen to some Scott to cheer myself up. You're well, fine. Ugh. Um, <laughs> hurricanes have the bluest eyes I have, I have ever seen. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Okay. So, how do you like find time to like do your show and be a mom to like four now almost up five kids and have a husband and, and a life and, and come on your favorite um, uh, podcast and whatnot? I'm really just um, half assing everything I do, which um, helps oh, quite a bit. <laughs> just kidding. It's the American way. <laughs> so, I don't usually say swear words. So, anybody in my community who listens to this is going to be like, did she just say half? Um, <laughs> I'll, ble- I'll bleep it all out. I'll bleep it's, it all out with like an over the top. <laughs> yeah. Half heartedly. Um, but like, uh, so originally I just started, you know, five, th- I said, I do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday at five 30. And I was like, I'll just in my head, I was like, I'll cook for an hour. Then we'll eat dinner at six 30. Everything's great. But Twitch doesn't like short streams. They like four hours, et cetera. So I'm usually done at like nine. So I end up feeding, I usually feed the kids either first or I make something quick on stream and like hand it to them. And then the chat gets exposed to all of us going over and saying the table blessing in Latin, like spazzy people. Um, and then I come back and like, all right, now let's make this weird thing that we're going to put in a waffle iron. Um, <laughs> so we do that but like yesterday i did latin this. first wallflower and second right exactly here <laughs> let's make some the kids some spaghetti so we can make some haggis and put it through the waffle iron um but then like haggis uh, my awesome. kids will just come in and talk and like like my kids are all there they're not really 
I mean, they're not, it's not that they're not part of the show. It's just like, it's not like a, a YouTube show where it's supposed to be a family show. It's just that I'm in the kitchen and that's part of our house. So they kind of wander in. Yeah. Yeah. But like yesterday I did a 12 hour pizza stream as like a reward for a thing that we did before. And, um, one of my kids was struggling with his homework. And so I just, I was just like, chat, hang on. And, and I just sat there at the table and did the homework with him. And everybody was like, it's, what's kind of funny is like people in the chat will respond and say, is, is this what it's like when your mom helps you with your homework? Like shifty eye. My mom was always at work after school. I have no idea what this is like. So it kind of gives oh, you the wow. opportunity to show people how a, a, a normal family environment can look. And I didn't have it as a kid. So if, if I had had the opportunity to see it, it would have been cool. Um, so, yeah, so I just kind of sit there and just do the best that I can. And then uh, all my kids go to school, which is awesome for now, except for the one that lives in my uterus, and she doesn't seem to bother me very often, um, <laughs> other than the kicking and the heartburn. But, yeah, so I can come on, I can come on podcasts at 10 o'clock in the morning very easily. Nice. <laughs> With nice. very little notice. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite text I got yesterday. Would you like to have the most catching foxes experience ever? Are you free tomorrow? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although I was once invited on a podcast. Um, somebody was like, hey, can, do you want to be on our podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, okay, do you have Skype pulled up right now? I was like, wait, right now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. That's awesome. What, what, is, your, what, is, what is the weirdest, uh, weirdest Twitch experience for you? What, what, what was crazy for you that you're kind of like, oh, wow, that was nuts? Uh, I, th- that happens to me so regularly at this point. Like, they are shocking <laughs> human beings. Like I mentioned the thing that I was doing the 12 hour um, stream as a thank you for was I had mentioned that my refrigerator is garbage and I have this tiny like apartment size refrigerator for a family of about to be seven. And it was just, it was ridiculous and we could never fit anything in it. And I would have to go to the grocery store several times a week to be able to do the stream and feed the family. And they were like, they just all donated the money to buy a new refrigerator. Um, and, and things like that happen all wow. the time. It's ridiculous. I'm like, I don't understand. Oh, wow where you people came from or why you're this way, but I'm so thankful for you. And, and it's incredible. That's awesome. What, uh, what is, what, what are, what is it like being on Twitch? Like, are you in a community with other Twitch streamers? Do you connect with other creators often? Like they do on, like YouTube has its own subculture and sub, 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 subculture. Like, you know, all the educational video creators, they all get together and, you know, do this stuff. Do you guys do that? Uh, kind of like we have TwitchCon, which is the like annual convention, but it's obviously canceled this year. Um, but the food and drink community is pretty close. We all kind of, um, what we call raid, like when your channel, when your stream is done, you can send all of your viewers to another channel and they can watch somebody else. And so we try to pass our viewers to each other. Um, we try to promote each other, you know, um, whenever I make a recipe that I stole from another streamer, I make sure to shout them out and like, Hey, go follow this person. This person's amazing. So we have a really supportive community in food and drink. I know like some of the gamers are real weird and you know don't go visit anyone else you're my community now and that's creepy you can't own people it's illegal i looked into it unless they're incarcerated (laughs) and then it's fine (laughs) yep what is your relation with reddit like do you are you active on reddit are you posting the the stuff on reddit or are you finding this other stuff that people are posting oh gracious no i don't post anything on reddit the people from the chat do um and usually it's like all, it's all well-intentioned because whenever something shows up on Reddit, new people come into the stream and we make new friends and it's fine. Some of them are jerks and they get banned immediately and some of them are awesome and they stay, um, which is great. But uh, there was a, a video of me punching my husband in the arm a couple of months ago um, and, and he made a, like a 
he was just pretending, but he was like, made this, ow, you hurt me face. And I was like, oh yeah, your five foot three, 120 pound pregnant wife definitely hurt you just then. Um, and then that was the end of it, but they posted it on Reddit. And so there's this whole like subgroup on Reddit who was like, she's a man abuser and we can't talk to her. So like anytime a post gets put on Reddit, they're like, is she done abusing her husband yet? I'm like, dude is like twice my size. <laughs> the answer is no. no. No, I'm not. And you're next. <laughs> That's my goal. <laughs> Luke's a big Reddit guy. I've never done it. I've never I've never been uh, in that world. I have a love hate thing with Reddit. Yeah, don't I think most of Reddit has a love hate thing with Reddit. It's it's know. weird. <laughs> what is it with like I I'm I am a part of such like a love like of all these groups that like both love and um hate themselves. You like have Reddit, Five Run Frenzy fans, US uh, soccer fans. It's really weird. <laughs> Twitter. It's it's almost like maybe you should talk to somebody with a degree. <laughs> I do and a, every and two weeks. Oh, good. It I'm costs so good. And BetterHelp.com <laughs> BetterHelp.com/slash/foxes for ten percent off your counseling session. Fantastic. So, how do you think? Uh, like, if, okay, so you have encouraged us to go onto the onto the, the Twitch and try to do stuff. If you were, if you like, so let's pretend that we put you in charge of the Catching Foxes Twit uh, Twit. Uh, that's a whole other thing, which I miss. Um, the Catching Foxes Twitch account, what would you do with it? You would be greatly disappointed because I would suck at it. Um, I barely do my own stuff, but <laughs> I am irresponsible. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I think you guys would actually, if you guys could learn to talk to the chat, because I know you guys are not fans of that. You want to be podcast first and not um, do that. So you would have to kind of, like, do two different things. Because in order to make a Twitch community work, you have to talk to the chat. Um, the only way oh, you yeah, can get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the only way you can get by without talking to the chat is if you are exceptionally good at whatever it is you're doing. And I don't know what exceptionally good at, at talking about Catholicism looks like. So <laughs> Apparently you've never watched Taylor Marshall. <laughs> Full circle. I'm done. <laughs> I couldn't pick Taylor Marshall out of a lineup. <laughs> oh, you are a better person. I'm going to tell you, yes, you could. Yes, you could. <laughs> could I really? Probably. Just Actually, the way we're that's, describing that's a good point. him. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, oh, no, that's that's like him. I, I don't know. I just want to talk. I, I How do you manage the Twitch? Like, I, whenever I watch... Uh, okay, so so many people repost Twitch videos onto... YouTube, when they do these, like, mashup clips, how do you focus on doing the thing, like, something intricate like cooking, on top of following all the chats and conversing with people and all that? How do you do that at the same time? I'm pretty sure you have to be a woman. It involves a multitasking skill that I think you guys yeah, just biologically lack. Oh, no. We would. Yeah. 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 Biologically. No. Chemically. Physiologically. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but I mean, good work on getting to pee standing up. That sounds really cool. But I'm not um, even good at that, according to my wife. None of you are. <laughs> I really hate to tell you this. You're all bad at that. I thought um, I was I'm fine, and then apparently no, every time I have to check the floor, and I'm having to wipe pee <laughs> off the floor more often than I thought I would be. Oh, my gosh. Luke. <laughs> Listen, I guess this is what Luke, happens you, when you have a problem. Like, Honey, Luke, sit down. If you can't make it work, yeah, Luke, you... just sit down. <laughs> Gomer, stop acting Luke, like you, you know what you're sit. doing. Luke, stop acting Luke, like you need to Gomer, sit. when was the last time you did laundry? <laughs> when was uh, the two last weeks time? Ago. I told you this la- two weeks ago. And before that. I have done laundry three times in 11 years of marriage. Congratulations. Yeah. That's so, nice. But t- let me tell you how many times I've peed on the floor. Uh, I can count it with one hand. 
I'm now not I need saying all five it's a fingers. lot of pee. I'm, I'm just saying if you were to actually look, Gilmore, there are more drops there than you think that there are. I'm look, telling look, you right Luke, now. You, you, Luke, when I potty trained my sons, what I did was I you turn them around and face them toward the tank, and then that way they don't have to focus so hard on pointing downward, and there's not any opportunity for splashback. So maybe try that. Just, mm. just you know, mm. reverse that bad boy. See how it goes. <laughs> Luke, I just imagine, like, w- when, Luke, you go to the bathroom, I just had this image of, like, a guy at a bar at a urinal where you do the, the, the elbow to wrist on the wall, your forehead's against your <laughs> forearm, your eyes are closed, and you're just kind of letting your freak flag fly, and you're like, Ugh, I mean, I've done I'm that done. a couple. I've, yeah, I've been in that position before where I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Luke, Luke constantly thinks someone's calling him from the other room and turns around. Like, what? What? <laughs> Just put it on my tab. It's fine. Well, <laughs> it's like, while, what? While singing Demi Lovato naked. Yes. That's, that's what I'm thinking <laughs> that's of. That's right. I forgot about that moment. Please get that uh, out of my head. Oh. I, I, <laughs> and get into my car. <laughs> that was when I was clearly, I'm working at the Archdiocese because I did not give an F about, like, I wanted them to fire me. So I was like, <laughs> I will say whatever I want on here. <laughs> Please just let me out of this You don't get fired. <laughs> I know. You can't get fired. You would think telling a story about your uh, naked eating pudding while listening to Demi Lovato would cause the, your uh, employer to go, hmm, maybe not. I like that he's retelling it now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Sorry. Player. Anyways, you were saying we can't, we can't uh, multitask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're not great at it, and you get a little distracted easily. But yeah, you just—I mean, again—you just kind of have to do the best that you can. It's sort of like having four kids, right? Like you can't necessarily see all four of them at once, but you gotta kind of have a vague idea what's going on with everybody, um, and then you know, just don't cut your fingers off. That's better. So, it. so should we should we do a cooking show? Is that what you're saying? Me and I think, Luke, if we were to do it, I think everybody should do a cooking show. Luke lives like 35 minutes away from me. He does not live not really? 35. No, I think you live like 90 minutes away from me. So you could come over and be on my show if you wanted to, Luke. Can I drink? Yeah. Done. Unless, unless I have a sponsor that says no. <laughs> so are you able to, and, and you don't have to um, go into this if, if you really um, don't want to, but like, so like we've been able to make this podcast like a really fun side gig. Is that what like this is for you or is it still just a thing that you do uh, for fun? There's like a little, like a little bit of income, but. Um, it's a, it's yeah. It, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think of it. I don't try to think of the, um, the stream as being a source of revenue for our family because I don't want to rely upon it. Um, that yeah, would be very, yeah. very stressful for me. I get that. Um, I get that. Yeah, but um, but it's I, I mean my kids couldn't I couldn't afford to send my kids to Catholic school two years ago and and now they go on scholarship but they go um, That's which awesome. is nice yeah That's really so cool. Yeah. I'm, my husband still pays for the you know the gas electric mortgage etc and then but then like you know our normal our normal would have been to just pay those bills and then have forty dollars spending money every paycheck and that was it um, but now now it's a little bit easier which is nice. Yeah, it's really like that's we're we're kind of in the same boat where like you know uh, just being able to like um, have this podcast and just like all of our patrons has just like opened up a couple doors that I think if we hadn't um, done it like I, it would it honestly would be hard to to continue to work at um nonprofits. So it's really it's it's a huge huge blessing when you're able to have a side thing that like you love doing and that can also open up uh, um some doors. But like your love is still first. You know, like you do it because you like I like, you know, I've been on this thing with um, work where it's been like really good. And I'm, and I'm doing stuff that I like really love doing. 
um right now and it's uh it's always been like the podcast was always more like main love and, and, and like work was second but this is like the, this is honestly probably the first time since since we've started the podcast i actually really love the work that i'm doing as a whole and i almost like don't want to be and, and it's and it's i'm not that i didn't like my old job it's just that like the love is um, bigger than the things that are hard which wasn't always uh, which wasn't always um the case in terms of the work itself not the people Anyways, I want to clarify that because a lot of people that I used to work with, they, like, do listen. I love all of you. But anyways, my point, though, is um, what I really um, love about, like, when I get pulled out of my work and I'm like, oh, man, I really um, love this. I, I you know, um, I don't want to – I don't I don't want to – I don't um, want to stop um, doing this, but I uh, – but I get the podcast, and like right as I start, it's just like, I, oh, that's right, I love this. Like this, I, I, I will do this forever if I can. And um, as you know, we probably will. We'll do until me and Gomer hate each other, which who knows. Um, and the fact or, or that like, any day now, or you both turn forty, because I think that the thirties is when you're supposed to have a podcast. That's true. Yeah, we've got to. We, yeah. You're going to have to come up with something left. else. I think you go to car <laughs> shows. Is, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, which is why my wife doesn't have a, a podcast because she's so. That's why she likes NASCAR now. So all she does is watch NASCAR. What do you do in your forties? Like, what are we going to be doing? Are you asking me because you think I'm in my 40s? No, I'm I'm asking because I'm scared and it's coming oh. here uh, soon and I just don't know what what you do. No idea. Good luck. Let me know. You'll be there before I am, oldster. So, pretty sure you're older than me. She got your card, Luke. Gomer, you'll be there first. I'll be 39 in May. I will. Oh, wow. Okay. Yikes. Gomer, you're going to be yeah. 39. I'm 38. Wait. Yeah, I, I'm 38. I, I'm 35. May 25th. 35 okay hey. yeah i'm 35 i get nice. the geriatric pregnancy and all yeah that. isn't that so bizarre it's yeah, so, so rude bizarre. so rude yeah and like the baby that i'm, I'm having in november has a uh, a limb difference she's going to be born without her um, right forearm and hand so um the fact that they kept saying that was very uncomfortable it's like is this because i'm old is this, is this my fault? Am I, is it because I'm old? And they're like, why would you have thought that? I'm like, oh, I don't know, doctor. Maybe it's because you bring it up every 15 to 20 seconds. Yeah, like, yeah. What is well, I'm dealing with this geriatric pregnancy. Right? We need to yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get a grip. It's yeah, we got that with our last, with our last kiddo because my wife is so old. But she's 65, so that, was, that was a rough yeah. pregnancy. <laughs> I'm proud of her for getting through it. Are you guys going to have more, you think? Or? Uh, you know, we have tried ardently and, uh, my wife hates it when I talk too personal about that kind of stuff on the show. But then I tell her that we get a lot of money from our Patreon supporters. So forget privacy. No, um, we, we definitely, (laughs) we definitely are, uh, trying in all the right ways. We had four beautiful children in five years and then, you know, it just seemed like it's just not in the cards right now. So we would love, love, love to have a fifth. We really would. Um, even I am kind of baby, what do you call it? Baby, not baby hungry. That's baby, baby crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah, not baby hungry. <laughs> baby daddy. Even I am baby that's, hungry. I can, I can eat a baby. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can eat right a now. baby. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm like the complete opposite of your wife. I feel really bad. Like um, our having this baby um, situation was this oddly public 
weird um, thing that my Twitch channel was uh, involved in. So the, the chat really <laughs> likes to believe that this is their baby, which is fun. Um, but like I, I'm a convert, right? So um, I, I converted three years ago. We didn't really have any theology of the body in the, uh, in the Protestant church. I had no idea why I had a weird feeling of, you know, discomfort with birth control, but I did, and I didn't know what it was. And so after my fourth kid was born, um, I was going to go do this procedure thing um, that I don't think they even offer anymore. It's called Esher, but like it, like any woman who's listening is going to be like, <gasps> you didn't do it, did you? And um, they like basically take the little like cap, you know, like the little springy things that are inside of a click pen and they shove those in your fallopian tube so Whoa! that you like scar closed. <laughs> Literally, that's what it is. Um, they scar you till you, your fallopian tubes close up. And I went in to have this procedure done. And, and like the night before, I was like, okay, God, if this is the wrong call, I don't know why. Like, I don't, you, you know, I don't know anything about why. I just feel bad about it. I don't know what to do. So if this is wrong, you have to fix it. And we went in um, to do it. And it's supposed to be a 10-minute procedure in and out. And they were in there for 45 minutes poking around. They're like, I can't find the entrance to your fallopian tubes. It's over. We can't do this. And so like I went home and I was like, Oh no, God is being really loud right now. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but then, you know, because I'm, I was still a Protestant and, uh, you know, I am a magisterium unto myself. I was like, okay, husband, you have to get a vasectomy. So he did. And then we had, uh, we didn't have the means to have it reversed. So like the chat donated the money to have my husband's vasectomy reversed. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So wow. <laughs> that was crazy. Right? Cause like after we converted, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I really want to embrace openness to life. Like this would be so cool. But I just can't, like, there's nothing I can do. I don't have five grand laying around. And, and like the, we had started, um, fundraising to do a pilgrimage that we were going to go on in March. Pilgrimage got canceled on the feast day of our lady of Guadalupe. And then the chat was like, well, why don't you just use it for the vasectomy reversal? Cause they knew I wanted one. And I was like, Hey, that's an idea. And husband agreed to do it. And so he had his vasectomy reversed in January on the like 17th, I think. And I was pregnant by the end of February. So oh, there you go. There you go. Cool. Yeah. So, like, we had. Can I? Yeah, it was a whole thing. Can I just throw out a little comment here? Like, the theology of the body, the reason why I love it so much, it's like, it's such a holistic view of human sexuality. It's a very human and humane way of viewing sexuality. Like, this is who we are, this is why we are what we are, and this is why this form of love makes sense, and this does not. This expression, this whatever act. But one of the things that I've noticed over the years um, is that all of the things done in women's uh, reproductive liberation all sound like ultra-violent to women's bodies. Right. You know, like it's – I mean like the, the pill – and Catholics who listen to this, they know like a lot of this stuff. But like the pill is does such like deep-seated hormonal damage. And the fact that the pill is – um, like we we had a buddy who went through med school, a college buddy of ours, and he said they had three weeks of OBGYN training in med school. And every single – he said he was shocked at how every single problem in the women's gynecological health sphere was always prescribed them the pill. And then finally he got – and he's a super confrontational human being. And uh, he got so <laughs> sick and tired of it, he was like – and Luke is laughing because he knows how confrontational this guy is. Uh, but he was like, I'm sorry. Every single thing is the pill, pill, pill with you people. Uh, doesn't that just mask the problems? It's not like it's solving these issues. And if you mask a problem, worse issues can happen. And I didn't even know this, uh, you know, with the, being all the whole carnivore diet stuff. You're, there's a whole ancestral health where they try to talk about getting back to natural movement and natural food and, you know, all that stuff. But one of the things is because of this getting back to nature movement – 
a lot of it is a, a huge rebellion among women against contraception, chemical contraception. And yeah, then you look it at sucks. the, the <laughs> yeah, and and uh, like I had a friend who was like, I know what the church teaches, and I don't care. I'm doing it. I can't have another kid. I can't even think about having another kid. And the crazy thing was she was on um, a, a certain type of, you know, one of the, the implant intrauterine devices. And the mood swings she was on and the, the weight she gained and all the side effects that happened, mm-hmm. she was filled with rage that almost all of her friends stopped being friends with because she was angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was really, really bad. And then she got off it. And she dropped a ton of weight, like, within three months. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like a night and day difference without a change in lifestyle. You knew it was just a side effect of the chemicals. And her personality changed. Like, I mean, changed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so – and she was like, yeah, I should never have gone on that. Like, it really messed me up. I was just so scared of having another kid and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you got to – but then you're talking about, like, this is how we're going to help a woman uh, not get pregnant again. We're going to go in and we're going to take a, a sharp spindly metal and we're going to just shred the inside of her fallopian tubes over and over again until scar tissue. But then we're going to – Remember scar? We're going to leave them there. We're going to leave them there. Yeah. Yeah. You remember Scar, oh. old Uncle Scar from The Lion King? Kids love him. So we'll we'll just scar her up really badly. And it's like every – like the first test drives of the pill killed women in France. It killed them. So they just backed the dosages down. And the first chemical test of male contraceptive produced chunkage, which is the funniest phrase, produced chunkage in male testicles. So they ceased all trials. Right? Like, they just stopped it. It didn't kill them. It didn't wound them. It just produced abnormalities in male testicles. They're like, oh, we're done here. Oh, these three women died. Whoa. Let's just back down the dosage a bit. But what's funny is, like, from a from a Catholic perspective, like, I, I teach a, a high school girls group um, for, you know, chicks who dig being Catholic, right? And we talk about this from time to time. But um, – and, and so, like, we, we, we talk to the girls about this, right, about, um, you know, learn your Creighton method and learn your, your charts and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know that they talk to the boys a whole lot about, like, hey – P.S. This involves you being a good person and recognizing when your wife is about to rip her hair out and cannot have another baby, you need to control yourself. Like, I don't feel like we're having that discussion with the young men. Yeah, we definitely are in my church when when I do the NFP because I have learned. I have learned. I mean, I am the role model for most American Catholics. I think it's what I was trying to say. uh, Posted on Reddit. But I I mean, but that's the thing that makes. That, that's the promise of NFP, often right? failed to deliver. But the promise of NFP is it increases communication and hopefully sympathy and empathy between husband and wife. Because you don't need to have any conversations when you're actively engaged in contraception. You don't need to. It's just, yes, I'm, I want it. Do you want it? You want it. Let's do it. And, the, and it's not to say, like, I know that is a caricature and it makes it sound very unloving. And the reason why people want to have sex is they want to express their love for their spouse. I'm not. Is booty, 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 booty? Any... Yes, yes. Booty all the time. Uh, the time. But Luke, the... Luke, stop. <laughs> stop now. <laughs> I had to the There's a guy right now writing a review about Luke's vulgarity. <laughs> Cuck Luke talks about booty all the time instead of the dignity of every female princess. Um, no, but uh, Daughter of the King. But the idea Daughter of, of the NFP at its heart is I have to sacrifice for you. Mm-hmm. Like, whereas contraception, you know, in, in some of these you know, ways are, are almost always, almost always involve an act of violence to the woman's body. An act of virtue 
involves an act of violence to my will, meaning to die to myself. Mm-hmm. And it is so crucial. It is so crucial. Now, I still shame my wife every chance I get when she doesn't immediately become responsive to my sexual desires. But I have an idea that I shouldn't. So that's good enough. <laughs> I don't, right, Luke? I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think – oh, how do, why are my AirPods coming on? No. No. Um, this happens once every three episodes. No. Oh, Luke's yeah. AirPods. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and just, he's for, flicking just the because case. I'm keeping score, I have a little, um, you know, those like bingo cards or whatever. I have my Catching Foxes yeah. bingo card. I've already checked um, carnivore diet and <laughs> the AirPods are on. Arrives late. Fantastic. <laughs> now, now I just need nice. financial advice. If I can get some fire in here, I will have a bingo with my free square. Nice. Oh, that's okay. I, okay. What are like here? Like. Here is finally your <laughs> I'm chance sorry, to I love air. You so much. <laughs> no, no. Here's your chance to air all of all of your grievances. And this this is a catching foxes on the segment that we don't do too often, but it really does. But it actually does uh, does exist. Called take us to the woodshed. So, oh my gosh, I'm not going to. Now I is like your you chance. Guys. I Fire think you guys away. are fan- No, you guys are fantastic. You just you do have like idiosyncrasies. How do you say that word? Oh, we say insecurities, but other people say idiosyncrasies. <laughs> idiosyncrasies. There you go. You guys have things that you do, and it's. Uh, I think that's why people think that they know you because yeah. you know you have things that you do a lot. Um, <laughs> like know. not follow through on our promises. And... I don't. I don't understand why Luke's not drunk right now. But <laughs> um, I was hoping later, and then we can talk about the minimum wage <laughs> and, oh god he's going off on uh, purchasing power again there is like I, I it is so much better to podcast while not drinking like i enjoy drinking and it's fun but like i enjoy podcasting sober more than i enjoy drinking while podcasting yeah, I had a last year while I was on stream, I had a um, advent calendar, a wine advent calendar. So like every day you opened a bottle of wine, like a tiny one, just like a little one glass bottle. Yeah, of we wine. had one of those too. Yeah. yeah, but I don't drink because I spent my whole 20s pregnant. So I don't I'm, I don't not drink. It's just I'm not good at it. Um, so I don't like most alcohol. Um, but sure. I was like, I'm going to try to find a wine that I like. And so I would open this and, and the chat thought it was hilarious to watch me like try to struggle through an entire glass of wine. I would make these <laughs> terrible faces like I was eating straight vinegar. Um, but the first two nights that we did this, I hadn't hadn't had wa- any alcohol in probably nine or ten months. And I forgot to eat before we did this. So I had one glass <laughs> of wine and, and I like oh, muted man. my microphone and I was like, husband, I'm going to need you to come stand right next to me and make sure I don't say anything <laughs> stupid. Thanks. Bye. Um, and unmute myself. The chat's like, I think I think Katie's tipsy. And they all thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And so they want to get together this year and buy me like full size bottles. <laughs> <laughs> there is like wine drunk is a very special and fun kind of drunk because it's not like tequila <laughs> drunk where or it's like oh boy or um like beer drunk where it's just like exhausting um wine drunk is just a fun because like wine is just so I, I think wine is the if, if i had to pick one alcohol to drink for the rest of my life it would be wine and when you're wine drunk it's just this like warm kind of like mm, now i'm gonna nap like when you're done, like it's just it's it's. I'm like, gonna it's eat the best. some dark chocolate and take a nap. It's like we're gonna talk about <laughs> things. And I'm gonna go on about poetry and philosophy <laughs> and Balthazar, and then I'm gonna nap. I'm gonna read some Jane Austen while I gently take a nap. <laughs> I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna really enjoy all of like the dark plum notes with this really like at the end. There's just like 
peppery taste that just kind of comes out and just it just like kind of gets you and i'm going to read let's see what book from the shelf am i going to read analyzing architecture third edition <laughs> I just imagine Luke with a tall bottle of rosé. He pounds it down. Oh, rosé and a pizza. I... <laughs> He's like, oh, Sex in the City's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that ended up being the only wine I could drink was the pink ones. Like, if it's yeah. not trashy, if you can't watch a Tara Reid movie with it, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tara. Do you remember when we were all were obsessed with Tara Reid or the culture I'm wanting us uh, to be? It was very I, odd. Yeah. yeah. I will say, rosé, very good with, like, a really well-cooked pizza. Like, a well-made pizza. Did you see my pizzas that I made on the tweeter? Uh, I did. I I actually did. They were awesome looking. They were awesome Did you look at the inside of the one that I bit in half and made you look at the bubbles? I did not. Oh, my God. Okay. It's like the fourth picture, and it's a pizza. It's a, it's a Detroit-style pizza, which I don't care. You can, you can jump off a bridge if you disagree. It is the best kind of pizza. Detroit-style pizza is the best pizza. Mm. And if you, oh my gosh, the bubble is so bubbly. It's I've so never bad. even heard of that. What what makes it different from it's other it's like super fat crust. So like the crust is is really thick and um and soft, but like the bottom is crispy. And then the you put cheese all the way to the edge because it's in a pan. So then you I literally with, feel like you're describing Luke. Go on. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, it's so good. And then and then like the the cheese like like crisps and gets all crusty on the edges. And then so when you pull it apart, you have like this nice bubbly looking crust on the bottom, and then this beautiful like cheesy crunchy. Mm. So you bake it in like are these the ones you were baking in like the rectangle pans? Yeah, rectangle pans. So uh, how is that different from uh, and forgive my ignorance from like a flatbread pizza? Right, like you know what I mean. Like that's popular down here. Is that popular where you are? Like a flatbread. I, I think a no? flatbread pizza is being like real, really flat, and not soft at all. Like that's that's like Terry. I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm too like Olive Gardeny when it comes to my Italian cuisine, and it's can, like, can you oh, just these come are a over bunch and of... I'll make you the pizza. Just come over yes. and I'll make you the pizza, and then we'll talk about yes. it later. Next yes. time you have a thing, you were supposed to be up here at my right. church. Um, I don't know a while ago, but then what? What's time. yeah? I was. Uh, I also was in a church in Findlay, Ohio that had a, a horrible <laughs> I knew you, sex I knew you were going to bring this I, up. I was thinking, how can I bring this up? How can I bring this up? And when you <laughs> said you're about 90 minutes from Blue, I was like, I knew I, 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 I'm like, Ohio. Gomer's going to bring up the priests from Finley. I yeah. want to hear it. I want to hear it. Let's go. It's oh, horrible. No, a buddy, a buddy of ours sent that this guy sexually trafficked. I think he – the story didn't fully say it, but, like, uh, I think he solicited an 11-year-old. Uh, or oh. was pa- e- yeah, eleven year old girl was either passed to him for sexual stuff, or he connected other people. So thus, it's a trafficking and not just prostitution. I'm under trying to understand these distinctions as I watch like the Jeffrey Epstein, you know, bio or uh, uh, whatever you call it, documentaries on Netflix and stuff. But the so and uh, so a buddy of ours sends this to us, and I was like, holy crap! I know that priest, and I was just out. They have a wonderful parish in Findlay, Ohio wonderful parish and i was out there and i I don't he wasn't the pastor or anything i think he was the associate or something i I met him for like five minutes but they showed his mugshot and i was like holy crap i know that guy and i'm like where is this holy crap i was just there oh my gosh those are like the sweetest people on the face of the earth and to have this happen to them it was it was uh, truly horrific but um Uh, yeah that sounds awful yeah, it's the summer of scandal. Do 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 do. Yeah, where do you? Poor Gomer. 
Yeah, it's just I don't know why the hell I brought that up to ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing down the mood, man. That's cool. I feel like that's another I'm catching foxes thing where it's like you're having a yeah. nice um conversation and then it's like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like oh this is a fun conversation. Um, both of my parents were married and I grew up in the suburbs, so now I got to take it to a dark emo place. <laughs> Are you afraid that your kids are going to live in a dark emo place? Are they already starting listening to Dashboard? Uh, not yet. Not I have a yet. funny story about that. So, so uh, Everly's go to sleep song that I sing to her to try to get her to sleep is Living in Your Letters by Dashboard. Oh, and so Aaron oh, goes, it's not the one where he cries at, at the end, right? And I go, no, that is this one. I say, sorry, I'm going to like... Everly walking away. It's not the same as running, is it to you now that you've run this in the ground? You s- while she's like in my arms, you say take this. This medicine is just what you deserve. Swallow, choke, and die like that. <laughs> and like Aaron's just like, I hate you. And I'm like, that's fair. Okay, I'm just Swallow, gonna. I'm gonna really quick. Let, yeah, me that, just, let me just Google this for you because I feel like you and I just uh, here I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the lyrics to the Rainbow Connection and you just learn that all right there you go that way you cannot scar your child for life enjoy <laughs> no but I want her to know what songs where a grown man breaks down sobbing at the very end no 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 you crazy person <laughs> he just screams he just screams and is crying I mean he like he like he basically ends the song going no like like that that's the sound that he makes. Uh, Mike uh, Gomer's a, a what's his name? Jordan Peterson fan, right? Did you have the audiobook of uh, of uh, Twelve Rules for Life? Yes. He cries through like half of that. Yeah, his voice. He does cry so a lot. much. So much. Crying. He does the the choke up. He does the choke up. He doesn't do a cry. He's not sobbing. Yeah, he cries not, like a man. Like, he cries like a man. <laughs> like a lobster. I, I don't stand up Oh, he's, uh, he's like lobsters. <laughs> just the crime. I really need to cast. I read. I read the whole thing, not just the first chapter. Everybody goes straight yeah. to the lobsters. I swear. But so, yeah. are, are we allowed to like him or not? I'm so confused. Oh man, I I, I don't. 100% I don't think love. we are. I don't yeah, think we're allowed to like him, but um, I I do. So eh, shrug. <laughs> yeah. I I I shouldn't say I 100 percent love. Him. I mean, there are things that I disagree with him over, but. Um, I really enjoy – so I got his Maps of Meaning, which is the book that came out beforehand. It's the name of his YouTube channel. And I it, – like, it's super insightful. And I – there's a lot of stuff that I don't agree with him on that. But there's a lot of insight that I think his Jungian mind brings that that connects with my own. Um, okay. Uh, I know we're probably, like, I'm running I'm running pretty, like, late on time here. But I'm going to pull, like, another classic Catching Foxes move and ask you – um, about us. Uh, how did you find out about us? Um, when the Catching Foxes pop on you, your radar? I don't remember how I heard about you. We've um, always I just been started... there. Yes. <laughs> there was no beginning and no end. It's always been. Um, I don't know. I started listening to you guys about probably about 18 months ago or so. Um, That's it. It feels like it's been um, longer than that. It's probably because of COVID. Well, yeah. And because I'm very annoying. Like, I really push myself on people. So, like... <laughs> You know, no. constantly up in your face and like, Gower's got my sticker. We're best friends now. <laughs> and <laughs> you you like you're never going to leave your house. Yes. What? You, you, she, you, he has the high sticker. your sticker. Okay. I don't think my because mom he, has gotten hers, hers yet. Yeah, that sucks for her. 
Uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Patty. The, yeah. The, re- <laughs> the reason Gomer has my sticker is because he sent me a sticker and there was no like, it was not like wrapped anything. It was just in an envelope. And then inside the <laughs> flap, like when you first opened it, it says, thanks. Like when you, it was the, inside the flap, it just said thanks. And I was like, so I sent two stickers back and I was like, double the stickers, your move, Gomer. Oh. <laughs> and I sent it back to him. But I never knew if he actually got it until I saw it on your guys' live stream. So I was like, yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just started listening to you guys. And what I appreciated was kind of what you were talking about before where you guys are normal. I like that. I mean, I mean, you're relatively For normal. Us. Thank you. Like you're not, you don't drive me insane with the constant, uh, I just like I don't know. You don't make me feel like I'm a bad person because I don't say the angel- Angelus with my kids every day at noon or whatever. Like I do. I, I don't you know. do say grace in Latin, so you've leveled up there. Yeah, that's. I'm I actually really let it slide. I wanted to ask it's you a about party that. Trick. That's, that's a party that's, trick. That's hard hardcore. That's the only one I know in Latin. Don't mess with me right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a party trick. We, we used to homeschool, and and that was one of the things that we did with it. But. Um, that we taught them was some Latin and, and one the table blessing was an easy one to teach. So that's what we did. But yeah. I just, I don't know. I just like that you guys are, are, are accessible. And, and the fact that I, I know that a lot of people dislike you because you swear. And, um, I'm not a huge swearer myself and I don't like to be around people who swear excessively, but, um, when people have like a couple of well-placed swear words, it makes you realize like, Hey, this person is not so pietical that I can't hang out with them or mm. whatever. Mm. So it's nice. We're still well human, played, bro. We're, we're still human. Yeah, we're we're just really down down to earth with our uh, with our chin beards and our hemp necklaces. Yeah, I, li- I like- listen to Gomer's other podcast too, and I like to listen to the like per- the personality differences. Because <laughs> <laughs> David, I, I get it. David is better than me. Everyone, I get my it. My personality is not different. It's just the it's type- not different. But it is restrained. I do have to exercise some self-control. <laughs> well, it's it's just very obvious. Like, this one is definitely sponsored by a Catholic publishing company. <laughs> this is where Gomer this gets one to brings... literally be catechetical all the time. All the time. Well, congratulations on your catechetical-ness. Catechet, catechetical. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it works. It, it, it works. Nice. So, well, uh, already, I got to, I really, I got to He's go. leaving. I, He's I got leaving people right staring now. at me through my window, so I got to, I got to wrap all right. Uh, this has been fun. Thanks, Katie. Uh, where can people find you oh, on okay, bye. Twitch? <laughs> you can check me out online. Um, I am on Twitter, or I'm sorry, on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash Mrs. Ruby, M-R-S-R-U-V-I. Um, and I'm Mrs. Ruby on both, basically everything, you know. Um, well, I'm only on Twitter and Instagram. I'm too old for Snapchat. That was invented for young people to send naked pictures. I don't understand why we have it. There you go. It literally was. <laughs> so creepy. Uh, Cool. Well, thanks, guys. It was fun. It was good. Bye.